Jude is the second to the last book in the New Testament, therefore the second to the last book of the Bible. It is actually only 25 verses. It is one of the smallest, shortest books in the Bible. It is number five in the list of the shortest books in the Bible with only 461 words. And if you remember, the chapters and verses that we have it broken down are to help us find different passages. The original text did not have those. Um, the first English Bible with the divisions of verses and chapters was the Geneva Bible, and that was written in 1560. So now you're ready for Jeopardy. So if that ever comes up, <laughs> the question is. Um, so I wanted to start by giving you some background about the writer. In the first verse, we are told that Jude was a servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James. I've not given much thought to Mary and Joseph having more children, but they did. And if we go to Mark 6, 3, where Jesus is in the synagogue and he's teaching, and people are wondering who he is, it says, verse 3, Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Joseph is a Greek form of the word Joseph, and Judas is the formal version of the name Jude. We see in the first verse of Jude that James is also mentioned. This is the James that wrote the book James, another letter in the New Testament. Just to be clear, neither one of these men were considered among Jesus' apostles. This is not the Judas that betrayed Jesus. It is also interesting that neither of these men note their relationship to Jesus as family. But both of them label themselves as servants of Jesus Christ. What a humbling thing for these men to say. When was Jude written? Jude and 2 Peter seem to address the same problem that was happening among believers. Jude and 2 Peter are often compared for their similarities in content and tone. And scholars use this information to try to date the letters. Each of them seems to be encouraging the believers of the time to persevere and resist the false teachers that have started to infiltrate the churches. They want the believers to stay strong and follow the truths that have been taught to them by Jesus. Based on this information, scholars, scholars believe that Jude and 2 Peter to be written about the same time, and they date them mid-60s A.D. Who is this letter written to? Verse 1 says, To those who are called, beloved in God the Father, and kept for Jesus Christ. However, Jude does not specify a distinct group or church that he is writing to. He does address people that seem to be experiencing the same situation, one of false teachers and blasphemers that have come into the congregations. He refers to his audience as beloved on several occasions, so we can assume there was a close relationship that he had with this group of believers. He also references the apostles in verse 17, so the audience may have been people in the area of Palestine where the apostles had been ministering. If we look further, we see that Jude makes references to many situations in the Old Testament, which may suggest he was writing to a group of Hebrew people, so because they would be familiar with these passages that he's talking about. 
All of these are possibilities. I could not find any definitive answer to this question, nor could any scholars. <laughs> we don't know exactly who this letter was written to. However, I would encourage us to think about this letter being written to us, the content of this letter, and applying it to our lives today as the warnings seem very relevant for what we're experiencing, and the encouragement is definitely needed considering we've all, what we've all been enduring these past several months. It is a good practice to look at the structure of a passage or a letter as well to see if there's any unique qualities. We look for repetition, we look for uh, sentence structure, and we look for repeated distinct words. Jude is written in such an organized and intentional way. I wanted to share part of this with you. Jude begins with a salutation containing a threefold blessing. It ends with a doxology containing a statement of the threefold heritage of the Lord's people. Salvation is mentioned in the third verse from the beginning and in the third verse from the end. We are exhorted to contend for the faith in verse 3 and to build ourselves up on our faith in verse 20. Remember the Old Testament is the theme of verse 5. Remember the New Testament is the theme of verse 17. Such parallels of truth are easily discovered as we move toward the heart of the epistle. Why was Jude written? Why do we even have this? The entire book of Jude is written concerning the great apostasy that is to occur before the return of Jesus Christ. No other book in the Bible devotes the entirety to the study or the topic of apostasy. Let me take a minute to talk about apostasy. It's one of those words we hear, like, what is that? I've heard it many times, wasn't exactly sure. Merriam-Webster defines apostasy as one, an act of refusing to continue to follow, obey, or recognize a religious faith. Number two, abandonment of previous loyalty, a defection. Jude writes about the apostasy that will occur prior to the unveiling of the unseen world presented in Revelation. Remember, Jude is the last book before Revelation. Revelation is the last book, and it presents the unseen world of spiritual world warfare in which the church is engaged. It's God and Jesus versus Satan and his demons. I wanted to read this passage from a commentary that I used. It was written by Max Coder, and I feel it encapsulated all of Jude in a way that I thought was just perfect. Without Jude, the prophetic picture, which begins with the teachings of Christ in the Gospels and develops throughout the epistles, would be incomplete. Our Lord raised the question, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? That's in Luke 18, 8. Paul supplied us with the terminology commonly used by Bible students concerning a falling away from the faith of our fathers in the last days. He called it the apostasy in 2 Thessalonians 2.3. He described it as a departure from the faith and an unwillingness to endure sound doctrine. Through the apostle Peter, the Holy Spirit revealed that false teachers would someday appear and bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them. That's in 2 Peter 2.1. 
Jude brings the teaching of the entire Bible about apostasy to a tremendous climax. He takes us back to the very dawn of human history. We are reminded of apostasy at the gate of Eden and within God's ancient people, Israel. Our thoughts are turned to princes and prophets, to saints and sinners, to eternal fire and everlasting darkness, to the sea and to the stars, to past judgments and future glory. We are taken into the unseen world for a strange and terrible story of the sin of fallen angels. And another story of a dispute between Michael the Archangel and Satan, those antagonists who are set against each other once more in mortal combat in Revelation 12. That's so, that's so cool. <laughs> I read that and I was like, I cannot wait to get into this <laughs> because there's so much there. And as a, we as a team have been looking at this, it's been like, oh, I can't wait to talk about this. And I can't wait to talk about this because those of you who have been with us through Genesis, you're going to remember some of these stories. And then some of them, you're going to sound, they're going to sound familiar. You're like, but I don't remember that in the Bible. And we'll find out why. Um, so I just, I I couldn't reword that to make that sound any better than it did. So let's talk about the themes. There is one key theme and a couple of sub-themes in Jude. The key theme is that Jude is appealing to believers to contend the faith because the faith is being challenged by these people. He uses that a lot. These people. Those that are undermining the name of Jesus. The sub-themes are found throughout he starts out confirming that believers are loved by God and that judgment will be for the ungodly. He continues with the theme that the ungodly will be judged by Jesus' return, at Jesus' return, and makes the point that the actions and attitudes of the ungodly are very obvious if we will only look and see. Jude ends with some directives. Remain faithful to God. Pray in the Spirit. Keep yourself in God's love. Wait for Christ's return and show mercy. So I think that we can say that Jude is somewhat of an encouragement and a warning, encouraging those believers in Jesus Christ to persevere and to continue to share the gospel so that all may believe, encouraging us to pray for revival within the church as the day of Jesus' return is near. A warning to be vigilant, to listen to the Holy Spirit when determining if teachers are true teachers of God's word and false or false teachers that lead people astray. I know we've heard a lot about praying for our country and what's been going on and praying for the world with all the pandemic. And I just, I think about these words and it's like, that's exactly what we're supposed to be doing. Because we don't know when Jesus is going to be coming back. And so for us to be in prayer, praying for revival of our church, and still sharing God's word, that's what we are commissioned to do, go and tell people about God. So it's very important for us to realize this and pray. Pray that our eyes are open to the false teachers that may be out there. If you're on Facebook, you've seen a lot of them. That's <laughs> all over the place. So please pray for the Holy Spirit to open your eyes to what is truth. Here's another quote that I'm going to end with. If the last page of, the, of history of the church is about to be turned, we may expect the Holy Spirit to give us new light 
on the strange and terrible words and warnings of Jude. A fresh study may awaken us to a solemn realization that it is later than we think. So that we shall pray and work as never before with the confident expectation of revival within the body of Christ and an ingathering of many souls before the great and terrible day of the Lord shall come. I'm going to close with some prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to share this book of Jude with these ladies. And I pray that you open our eyes, help us to see the true teachers and leaders that are teaching your word. Help us to see the deceivers, the blasphemers, the, the false teachers that are out there, Lord. Lord, I just pray that you come soon. I pray that you help us to uh, wait patiently, but I pray that you come soon and um, take us home with you, Lord. I pray that uh, everyone in this room, Lord, would have the opportunity to know you, Lord, and everybody watching. And I pray for those who are of us that are believers that we would be strong and bold and realize we don't know the time and we should feel like it could be any minute and that we would be brave and bold and share our faith and our belief in you, Lord. I ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.